Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I am Safonsified. Safonsified. Now that, that, that requires some explanation. Please, because yeah, you've definitely lost so, me. When when my mom was a young married, she was um, her or before she was married, one of her uh, brothers brought his in laws over to the house. Okay, and apparently she was trying to impress him. Okay, she they asked if she was full. She said, "My sufficiency is sufficified. In other words, I'm I'm full. <laughs> so I'm, I'm full today. My sufficiency is sufficified, and so that's kind of been a joke around our home for forever. Because mom, she always, "How you doing, mom? I'm my sufficiency is sufficified." That's just her comeback. So, um, so now you have a new. Now you have a new yeah. catchphrase you can use. Well, I don't it know that I will ever use it, but well, that I'll breaks my file heart, it away. I'll file it away in case the opportunity presents itself. Sufficified. Yes. yes. Well, speaking of Safonsified, as we are, <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to talk about something important today. Yes, we are. Very and it's important. not something that everybody wants to talk about, but I think we're going to do it in a way that I think will be helpful and useful. We, we're going to talk today about cholesterol. In which case, usually more is less, or less is more. It depends on the kind of cholesterol. That's true. That's true. There's HDL and LDL, and so we're, we're going to get into a little bit of that right. as well. Very good. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, maybe on the show. If not, I know that, Jeff, you and I have talked about it. But um, cholesterol is a health marker that is interesting to me because a couple of years ago, I went in for my annual physical Mm -hmm. and my cholesterol was fine. Right. It was like three or four years ago. I went in again a year later and they said, well, your cholesterol is okay, but it's at the, the higher end of average. Right. And so I hadn't done anything previous to that. But when she said it's at the higher end of average, I thought, well, I don't want it to be at the high end of average. I want it to be at the low end of average. The average end of average. So I'm <laughs> going to make some decisions and I'm going to change some lifestyle choices that I'm making. And I'm going to get my cholesterol down because for me, it's all, everything's a competition, right? Well, well, yeah. I got, I, I want to win, you know, I want to win the cholesterol. Is a little competitive out there. <laughs> You've noticed that about me, Jeff. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to lower my cholesterol. So mm-hmm. I went I, I went and did some things. I, I increased my exercise. I started eating more fruits and vegetables, all the things that they tell you to oatmeal? do. Well, except for oatmeal. <laughs> you know, I don't like oatmeal. I do. I do. That's why I said it. <laughs> but I did some stuff. Like, okay. I, I don't even, I don't know that. But you I, made a conscious effort. I don't know that I did the right stuff, but I made a conscious effort. I tried right. to do some stuff. And I went back the next year and my cholesterol had gone up. And mm-hmm. that, that really frustrated me because, like, I was. I was going to win this game this year, and all of a sudden here I wasn't winning. So I said I'm going to double down one more time. Oh, I'm wow. going to really, I'm going to, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make the effort. And uh, I went back the next year, and it was bad enough that they actually called me back into the doctor's office and said, "You've wow. you've had an increase in your cholesterol. Here's some things that you need to do." And then she immediately rattled off everything that I had been, been doing. doing. Now, there's one thing I need to ask you: <laughs> Do you have a history of high cholesterol in your family? Well, I. I am not aware of one. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I didn't. I haven't specifically reached out to my parents and and asked them if if they have a high cholesterol. I, I so I don't know. There there very well could be a genetic component. The reason I said is because my wife has high cholesterol and yeah. she's she's only about a buck ten. 
Yeah. And 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 I'm but her cholesterol's high, and her cholesterol's high, and I'm on the high end. I'm I'm, I'm a fuller figured fella, but my <laughs> cholesterol is low. Yeah, and my dad was a huge fella. He was up almost four hundred pounds, and his no cholesterol was only about two hundred. Yeah. So, so again, maybe there's a genetic component. Maybe there. Maybe that. Maybe I'm doing the wrong stuff. You know. Maybe well, I am doing the wrong stuff. But about, it's, let me tell you about doing the wrong stuff. My dad would fry his eggs in butter and then eat it with a mayonnaise. Sand on with mayonnaise on bread. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about both of those things. Not not the mayonnaise. Well, a little bit of the, about the mayonnaise, but I'm going to talk about eggs and butter. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just to, so so. Anyway, yeah, I guess to, long story to, to get to the point, whenever I see a story or an article on cholesterol, it does pique my interest and my right. curiosity because again, I'm trying to win this game. I'm trying to win the you cholesterol the battle. Game. Yeah. Now <laughs> I don't feel like my cholesterol is at the point where anybody is like, oh my gosh, you're in emergency zone. Right, but it's higher than I want it to be, and I'm intentionally trying to lower it. So I found this article. I found some things that were interesting in it. It's in Reader's Digest. It was written by Jill Widebizer, and it's called "The Ten Worst Foods for Your Cholesterol." Oh, so we're going on the the downside. Yes. So we're going to talk about some things that uh, maybe we shouldn't eat. Although I will find this interesting. This is just anecdotally, but I think that Jill kind of got lost at about eight because the last two are things that are actually potentially good for you. Uh-huh. So I think she got lost in what she was writing. Well, but anyway, yeah. I'm going to talk about all those but things. But it changes every week. Yeah, what, well, what's good that's what's the bad thing. For that's you. exactly yeah. right. I, I wanted to mention that as well. I don't think that we figured everything out no, on this. I don't think we have any idea. And, and, and <laughs> well, I hope we have, I hope we have an idea, but, but we may not. We yeah. may not. So here, here's what I want to start with. I want to start with a little bit about what is cholesterol. And then okay. yeah. we talked about so the, two, the, the different groundwork. kinds of, of cholesterol. So, Understanding that, um, again, this is this uh, this article is based on more modern research, mm-hmm. not on some of the older stuff that we've been kind of living by. Uh, I, I will say there's still controversy about the the heart healthy, low fat recommendations that we've kind of gotten used right. to over the past right. you know couple of decades. But the fact is, is that researchers have learned a lot about mm-hmm. cholesterol. Yes, and they've learned more about it more recently. Uh, there was a time not not that long ago when doctors would say, "Don't eat eggs, oh, don't horrible. eat shellfish." Yes, bad There's tons you. of cholesterol, really yeah. bad for you. Um, we know that those foods do actually contain cholesterol; that it is true. Mm-hmm. But they're finding, Jeff, that eating those foods that have the cholesterol in them will not necessarily significantly raise your cholesterol levels in your blood. So again, there's still a lot of work to do. Well, and especially the bad cholesterols. Exactly, exactly, and we're trying to figure that out. Uh, so, definition of cholesterol. Cholesterol comes in different kinds of protein-containing particles, which include high-density lipoproteins, or what we call HDLs, mm-hmm. the low-density lipoproteins, or the LDLs, and then the very low-density lipoproteins, which I thought, what a what a scientific name, you know? We're just going to keep getting smaller. So, is the next one the super very low-density lipoproteins, nano. or the nano-dense? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. They, they call the very low-density lipoproteins, you might guess, the VLDLs, <laughs> which stands for very low-density lipoproteins. And, and nobody talks about those because they're, they're so small. They're so tiny, right? <laughs> anyway, um, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of a lot of acronyms there. Yeah, it is. And Jeff, you know how I personally uh, you feel love about them, acronyms. You love them with all your heart. Yes, I, I do know. not love acronyms. <laughs> I think they're just confusing. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, to me, it's it's hard to keep them straight. So I came up with this just today. Um, HDL. HDL is high density. So high is good. 
Right. You want to get up higher. You want to get a higher score on your test. You want to get higher. So we'll be able to jump higher. So HDLs are good. That's the high density is good. The LDLs are the bads, mm-hmm. and that low is bad. So you don't want to get a low score. You don't want to, you know, like right. you said, jump lower. Or a good way to remember it is H is hero. H is L, hero. And H and L is loser. Okay. There's another way to do it. So HDL, LDL. H is good. High is good. Low is bad. Just to lay the groundwork there. That's right. important for us to know. Um, also. Uh, the cholesterol theory of heart disease is that certain particles, such as the LDLs and the VLDLs, which are the bad ones we just established, mm-hmm. the theory is is that they break off and then they clog the arteries, which results in arterial sclerosis. And most experts have backed away from using the total cholesterol level marker, which is what we used to look at. Oh, yeah. But they've real, realized that HDLs may actually be protective and again, we're just, you know, commenting that that's the good cholesterol. So, mm-hmm. so it's more than just cholesterol. There's, there's the pieces to it that are important to right. understand. And, uh, listen, like I said before, we don't know everything there is to know. There are studies that are being done right now. There are studies that were done last week that contradict the studies that were done the week before. That's right. And so there's still a lot of work to do and take everything with a grain of salt. But the the fact of the matter is, is that we know that cholesterol has something to do with our overall health and wellness and that the higher the LDLs are, the more tendency we have for heart problems. The greater the likelihood, yeah. Yeah, so we need to be aware of that. So here's some things. Okay, foods. Foods. And, and, and uh, I guess the important thing is to remember that diet still does matter. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's, it, you know, that it's not that it doesn't matter. It's not that just because we've now found that you can eat eggs that you don't have to worry about your diet. Diet still matters. Sure. In fact, Jeff, you may find it surprising to learn. I did. I, I was surprised that half. Fifty percent of all heart attacks happen in people with normal cholesterol. Wow! So, having high cholesterol, high LDL cholesterol, is not good for you. But still, a lot of people are having heart attacks independent of cholesterol, and they're fi- they're finding in a groundbreaking study uh, that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. That, here's the study: they looked at ten thousand people mm-hmm. who had suffered heart attacks. And they saw elevated blood levels of a protein associated with inflammation. And they called the protein C-reactive protein, or CRP, of course, it's an acronym, right? Right. C-reactive protein. Um, So in the study, they administered an anti-inflammatory drug to some, and then they gave a placebo to others. Mm -hmm. And the anti-inflammatory group saw 37% less inflammation, which said the the anti-inflammatory drug was doing its job. That was good. But here's the kicker. They also saw 15% fewer cardiovascular events, such as a heart attack, when compared with the placebo group. So it looks like inflammation has something to do with it as well. So what I'm hearing you saying is it doesn't matter what. You just go ahead and eat whatever you want because it's not going <laughs> to show the 50-50 chance of getting a heart attack. You feel that way, don't you? <laughs> you do. It's, you a, it's a crap shoot. It's a crap shoot. I'm going to roll the dice. Oh, like, come on, snake guys. I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh. Yeah, very, very frustrating. And we all know Jeff, you and I both, we all know people who seem to be oh, yeah. perfectly active and they're marathon runners and they're doing everything that you think is right and then they still have a heart attack, right? right? So we all see that. Sure. We all know that. We all know people who are in that situation. Um, it's so many factors, right? So many variables. But what they're finding is that inflammation does have something to do with it. We hear a lot about inflammation well, lately. Well, it makes sense because if, if your organs are, are inflamed, inflamed. or then it's harder for your blood to get through, so your heart has to work harder. I mean, there's lots of things that, that are intuitive in that concept. Right, and inflammation is a factor in a number of things, including 
weight gain. Mm-hmm. Um, they're yeah, talking I just, about I just arthritis. Have I'm not fat. I just have inflammation. Yeah, in yeah they're talking about arthritis, of course, <laughs> when they when they have infl- inflammation, and then there is something to do with our heart health as well. So we right. want to keep our eye on that. Anyway, on to the foods. Okay. Okay. So now, now researchers know that high cholesterol foods don't necessarily raise cholesterol. Um, but they are looking for culprits. It's, it's something in our diet that raises, something. that raises our cholesterol. We want to blame something, right? Public <laughs> enemy number one. Guess what it is? Uh, butter. It's not because that's that's a fat or a, or oh, a cholesterol uh, thing. So. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, sugar. Sugar. Yeah. They're finding that sugar maybe is worse than the, you know, the, the foods that we've been told for the last while. They're finding that sugar may be worse than those other foods. Um, they're finding that it's worse than saturated fat in raising cholesterol and overall heart disease risk. According to research published in JAMA, do you know what JAMA is? I don't. Yeah, I didn't either. I had to look it up. It's the Journal of American Medical Association. Okay. That's JAMA. Anyway, in an article published in JAMA, a diet high in sugar and sweetened beverages like soda are certainly a major source of sugar. Mm -hmm. Uh, That drives up bad LDL cholesterol and uh, it also suppresses the good HDL cholesterol. Hmm. So what we used to think, you know, you, you've mentioned butter a couple of different times. We used to think, stay away from the butter, stay away yeah. from the butter. Um, really, maybe what we should be staying away from are the sodas and the sugary drinks. Yeah. Seems like do, so I'm, I'm good there. It seems like that raises cholesterol in people. So something to consider. Here's another thing. Processed red meats. Now, how do you process red meat? Okay, so I was going to ask you if you know, if you could... If you could uh, name some processed meats, I mean, is it like is it like bologna and and salami and yeah, those stuff, are the ones stuff they grind up and then they those are the ones. Pack. So let let me let me just explain what I'm talking about here, and then we're going to talk about examples of processed meats. Uh, here's here's the deal, though. This is something that I think not everybody understands very well because of all of the 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 the, day, the, the data and the research and the messaging that we've received for the last little while. In all reality, our body does need some cholesterol. Oh, yeah. We've been trying so hard to cut it out, but but the fact is, is that we need some cholesterol. Some cholesterol HDL. is used in uh, building cells, and also it's crucial in some hormone production in our bodies. Mm. So according to new research, lean and unprocessed red meats, when eaten as part of the Mediterranean-style diet, may actually improve heart health. Mm. Now, when you're when you talk about meats, haven't you been hearing for the last long time? Oh, yeah. Don't eat red meats. Don't eat red meats. Cut them out of your diet. Right. Don't eat red meats. I never listened to that because I like red meat. Yeah, I do too. I like a good steak every once in a while for sure. But they're finding that red meat, if it's lean, you know, mm-hmm. it can it can actually be healthy for you as long as it's coupled with, uh, as I said, the Mediterranean style diet. Uh, this study published in the, a medical publication that's called Circulation concluded that consumption of processed meats. Not just the red meats is uh, associated with higher incidence of chronic heart disease. This study that was uh, published from Purdue University showed that adults who are overweight or moderately obese could benefit from a Mediterranean-style diet with or without red meat as long as the red meats were lean and unprocessed. So there's several things in this in this uh, part that we just talked about. Number one is the processed meats. So. Examples of processed meats. You mentioned a couple of them. Bologna, salami, sausages, hot dogs, bacon, ham mm. is a processed meat. You lost me at bacon, sorry. I know, I know. <laughs> we all love our bacon. 
my uh, daughter considered herself vegetarian for most of her high school years, and then she always says that that you know bacon brought her back. You know, she still doesn't love to eat a lot of meat, but she does love bacon. Salted and cured meats, corned beef, smoked meat, dried meat like beef jerky as a processed meat, canned mm. meat. We have uh, spam. I, I was going to say we have kind of an ongoing. I, I was going to say joke. It's not really a joke, but uh, it's a conversation. One of our staff members, our office manager, happens to love spam. Uh-huh. She sings its praises. She's kind of converted most of us to trying it every once in a while and including well, it. And I like spam before she even mentioned it. So. Including it in our diets a little bit. It's really bad for you. Well, no doubt. But it, but it tastes good, right? But it, but it doesn't have the gelatin de- on it anymore. Depending on how you prepare <laughs> it, but. Anyway, spam is a processed meat. So um, those are the kinds of things that we want to try to avoid when we're looking at cholesterol in our bloodstream. Mm-hmm. But red meat, just having a, a, a steak or even hamburgers ground up, it's not, not processed beyond that, um, may not necessarily be bad for you mm. like we've been led to believe. Obviously, moderation in all things. Sure. But they're saying that red meat, as long as it's not processed, may not be as bad for you as we've been led to believe. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on really briefly is the Mediterranean diet. And basically, the Mediterranean diet is um, traditional foods to the countries that border the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you can name any of them. Well, there's Greece, there's Italy, there's France, uh, Pretty Spain. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Baltic region. No, the Baltic's yeah. the north. It's, it's uh, the Turkey, as you want around. Then you've yeah, got you, Libya. You've got You've got some great Egypt. ones there. Yeah, so Syria. so you've named enough to know the region. Um, they basically like to really eat a lot of vegetables and fruits, nuts, seeds, legumes. They eat a lot of potatoes, whole grains, herbs and spices. They eat a lot of fish because mm-hmm. they're on the on the ocean there. So seafood is a big part of it, and then a lot of extra virgin olive oil. And then in moderation, they eat poultry, eggs, cheese, and yogurt. And traditionally, they don't eat a lot of red meat, but again, yeah, they this do study, drink a lot of red wine. They do, they do drink a lot of wine. <laughs> they are finding, though, Jeff, that the red meat maybe isn't the factor there. So mm. something to consider. And for, for two guys who really like a good steak every yeah. once in a while, yeah. that is good news. Yeah. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and today we're talking about cholesterol and specifically about foods that can raise your cholesterol, the bad cholesterol, if you're not careful. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next one, Jeff. It's trans fats. You know what trans fats are? So trans fats are basically man-made trans fatty acids. They tend to raise cholesterol. And independent of raising cholesterol, they contribute to heart disease risks all by themselves. And while many manufacturers are removing or or have already removed trans fats from their products, they still pop up in a number of places. Prepackaged baked goods tend to have trans fats, desserts, even some types of chocolate. Ooh, I know that's a Mm. hard one. Uh, But here's the thing. you got to read the labels, and you want to avoid anything with partially hydrogenated oils listed in the ingredients. Those are the trans fats. So steer clear of those. You want fully hydrogenated oil. Not not partially, fully. (laughs) I don't know. And I I don't know the chemistry behind (laughs) what the difference is there, but I do know that partially hydrogenated is something you want to steer clear of. So so keep that, uh, be, be aware of that. Keep that on your list of things to do when you're looking at your grocery list. You want to read those labels mm-hmm. and uh, stay away from the partially hydrogenated. The next thing on the list, fried foods. Mm. I told you we'd talk about French fries a little bit uh, before the show started. The oils used to fry or deep fry foods are often high in unhealthy fats, and research shows that cooking foods in these oils at high temperatures 
induces chemical reactions that increase the formation of trans fats. Oh, wow. So we just barely talked about the trans fats. So not only are we cooking with oil that's probably not good for us, but then when you raise that temperature, there's some kind of a, a chemical change that takes place. Yeah. And uh, it increases the trans fats, which we are finding is really bad for us. In addition to that, deep fried foods tend to be unhealthy or fatty to begin with. Mm-hmm. Things like deep, or excuse me, fried chicken, uh, fried mozzarella sticks, donuts, pretty much all the food that you would find at any typical county fair, for example, those deep fried uh, samplings of food, those are not good for us. Just for fun, I thought it would be uh, interesting to see some of the most unusual deep fried foods at county fairs. Okay. You ready for some of them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Deep fried jelly beans. Oh, wow. We no. find that no. at the Massachusetts uh-uh. State Fair. No, thank you. Uh, the Wisconsin State Fair offers deep fried butter. Definitely no. <laughs> okay. Definitely How do you feel about Snickers? I like Snickers. I like Snickers. I like but Snickers. Not deep fried. Well, at the Florida State Fair, they will happily throw a Snickers bar in a vat of fat for you and fry it up. No, thank you. No, not for you. <laughs> I'm losing my appetite just hearing about these things. Here's the one that I, I found the most interesting, and that is at the Texas State Fair, deep fried beer. Deep fried beer. So his, here's how they do it. I can see the confusion on your face. Do they freeze it first and then throw it in the vat? They, they don't freeze it, but they do put it in a little pocket of pretzel-like dough. Okay. And then they seal it up, and then they throw it in the fryer for 20 seconds. The 20 seconds is important because the quick cook time means that the food keeps its alcohol content, which oh, is important. Because if it's in there too long, all the alcohol would cook oh, out. Oh, it would cook out. So I know that's probably not one that, that no. you would, would uh, no. take advantage of, but it's available. Anyway, I just want to clarify, all of those foods are bad for you. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> I just want to clarify that. And that was, uh, you didn't even need to help me on that one. I could tell they were bad for me just hearing them. So we're, we're running a little short on time here. Let me talk about a couple of other things that you want to try to avoid. Okay. White bread, white rice, and pasta. Uh, the problem with these is that they're simple carbohydrates that have been stripped of the fiber, and your body tends to break those down just like it does sugar, which, as we said initially, both... Uh, leads to problems with inflammation as well as LDL cholesterol uh, being being uh, rising if, if you uh, are eating sugar or these white right. processed foods, um, white bread, white rice, and pasta. So be aware of that. Um, breakfast cereals, you know, a lot of the cereals say made with whole grains and all that kind of stuff, but breakfast cereals also are very high in sugar. Oh, so there. once again, that's that refined carbohydrate. So we want to be at least aware of that. You mentioned oatmeal. That is that is something that's good for you. You mm. want to include that. Um, fast food, they're finding, doesn't have a lot of nutritional value and tends to also increase your LDL cholesterol. Right. It also has a lot of salt, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another one that kind of catches people off guard. Bottled salad dressings. We know that salad is supposed to be good for us, but when we drench it in dressing... That salad dressing generally has a lot of sugar added. In fact, they found that 91% of more than 4,200 dressings in uh, their database where they did the study contained added sugars. So, so the thing that makes the salad worth eating is something you're not supposed to put on it then. Well, that's the problem with it, right? <laughs> what actually makes it palatable is bad for you. Yeah. So you want to avoid the salad dressings. They say stick with oil and vinegar, and that'll help keep your cholesterol numbers in check. So a couple of things I mentioned, I was going to mention butter. Butter's been on a little bit of a roller coaster over the last several years. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was used, and then we said, don't use it, go margarine. But we found that margarine has the trans fats, so that's not good for you. So butter isn't necessarily 
good for you, but if you use it appropriately, uh-huh. it can replace in moderation. Yeah, in moderation, it can take the place alongside healthy fats like olive oil, vegetable oils, and even avocados if you're creative. So you want to keep that in mind. And then dairy, the jury's out a little bit on dairy. Um, it does tend to raise cholesterol, but it also raises the good cholesterol. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep your eyes on that. And that, Jeff, is the time that we have to spend yes, on cholesterol. And I, and I still am as conflicted inside as I was when we started. <laughs> I, yeah, I figured you would be. I, was, I wasn't planning on answering all of your questions. But let's talk real quickly about registration for the Huntsman World yes, Senior Games. Yes, it's coming right up. It's coming up in March. March 1st is when athlete registration opens. And that's just a couple of weeks away. So mm-hmm. put it on your calendar and plan to register early because our sports do tend to fill up. Yep. Uh, SeniorGames.net is where you can find all the information about that. The dates of the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games are October 7th through the 19th, so there is time to get registered and time to get ready, but uh, time does fly. It does. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. And when you do subscribe, take a minute and write a little review for us. It really helps us spread the word. You can also check this out, this show, as well as previous shows right from our website, SeniorGames.net. So check it out. Our inspirational quote is from NFL great Jimmy Johnson. He says, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. Yes, he is. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.